Hey everyone, Celine Rivers here. Uh, Pod Hacker fell out of the cave and tried to bug Josh the last time, so I have to step in here for a moment. He's talking to someone again, and this time it looks like Josh is talking to James Carberry. James seems to be an expert about content marketing and LinkedIn and building your authority with podcasts and all sorts of good stuff, so you, you definitely want to listen in on this one. And I heard that Josh is starting to give away some of this information after all. He's got a free class starting, and all you have to do is go to upmyinfluence.com slash free class, and you can take advantage of this. So I'm going to keep hacking and keep sharing with you, but you can get some of this on your own now at upmyinfluence.com slash free class. Slim Bender's out. All right, James. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming to the lair. Oh, man. This, <laughs> this place is super creepy. I don't... <laughs> It's, it's got a Cold War vibe to it, yeah. uh, which, which I like. And the most important thing is it's secure. Like, there's no way we're going to be listened to in this place. I love it. I love yeah, it. Man. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like this excited. weird little Fort Knox that they built yeah. uh, outside of Orlando. And so, <laughs> I, I, you know, pulled some strings, knew some people, and so. Made it happen. Yeah, so just a secure place that we could talk. And so, you know, obviously, again, you know, the project that we talked about, this isn't going to be coming out for a while. But what I want you to know is there's absolutely, positively, no way that we're being listened to right now. So I'm hoping you'd be willing to kind of share some of your secret sauce. You know, I know one thing that you are absolutely amazing at, and one thing that Sweetfish does is that, um, and you can kind of, you know, so I understand, but my understanding of your business is that you work with companies and you introduce them to the world of content marketing, podcasting being a big part of that yeah. as a way to uh, get into their ideal clients. Yeah, you're exactly right. So, so we've, we, Josh, we've developed a strategy called uh, content-based networking. And, and the way we define content-based networking uh, really is, you know, it's collaborating with ideal clients, potential referral partners, industry influencers to build meaningful relationships by creating content together. And so I just, I just have this core belief, man, that, that sales is broken because yes. the traditional sales engagement is... Uh, is not value first. It's salesperson going to their potential buyer and saying, "Hey, we want to sell you our thing. Are you interested?" Yeah, please. And and it just doesn't work. Um, no. People are inundated with those messages. They're inundated with calls and and messages and on LinkedIn and and their inbox and and it just doesn't work anymore. So with this. Uh, you use content collaboration, this content-based networking idea leverages content collaboration so that instead you go to your potential buyer and say, hey, I want to create a piece of content with you mm-hmm. that essentially makes you look like a rock star. Yes. And, and we want to talk about your industry. We want to talk about your expertise. And through that collaboration process of you know, working with them to figure out what the topic of the interview is going to be or the blog post or the video series or whatever it is, the, the content you're creating with them, you build a meaningful relationship and yeah. people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. Yes. You don't know, like, and trust someone that you don't have a relationship with. Yeah. And so I'm just such a huge proponent for relationships and I figured out how to reverse engineer relationships with the right people. I think I see a lot of people, particularly like solopreneur types that want to go out and create relationships with everybody. Uh, this is a much more focused and targeted approach. And so mm. when you when you think about it in terms of, okay, who are my ideal clients? 
who are potential referral partners, who are industry influencers that could ultimately drive revenue for my business if they were to be an advocate for me. Okay, how can I first do something great for them? How can I, how can I create a piece of content that makes them look like a rock star? Um, and then once I've added value to them, now I have leverage. And so it's not a bait and switch. It's not a, you know, it, it's, it's not this, hey, I'm doing this for you. Now you got to buy my thing. It's no, now we have a relationship. And if I think through our relationship that you're going to be a fit for our service, which if I've done my targeting right, I probably wouldn't have asked you to, to collaborate if I didn't think that you were going to be great anyway. So um, yeah. you end up with these highly qualified sales opportunities that you now have a genuine relationship with because you've gone through this content collaboration process with. So that's content-based networking. I think the most efficient way to execute content-based networking is through a podcast because of, you know, I think the rise of audio, I think the the way people are consuming audio content because you can listen in your car, you can listen while you're mowing the yard, you listen at the gym. I actually think audio is way more powerful than video as much as people are, you know, touting how great video is and how important it is. I actually don't think that's the case. I think audio is, is where everybody's attention is going because you Mm -hmm. can it passively. And so, um, and it's just much more uh, cost efficient to produce audio than it is video. If you want to produce video, you've, you've got to, you've got to produce high end video, like talking head videos do like they, they're not uh, unless they're super short and they have a bunch of captions, like, but it's, it doesn't engage people. High quality video engages people. And we're being trained by Netflix and Hulu and all these like Right. Original shows to, to want our content, our, our video content quality to be higher and higher and higher mm-hmm. or podcasting. Uh, I just think is you, you don't have to spend that much money to, uh, to create content with someone in a way that allows you to build your own authority, which is obviously something you're super passionate about, mm-hmm. but simultaneously build one-to-one relationships with the exact people you're wanting to talk to anyway. It's just under a different guise. Instead of like jumping on a sales call for your first conversation, you're jumping on a podcast interview. And so I, that's, that's why I built Sweetfish. We're, we're, uh, we're a podcast agency. We work specifically with B2B brands. Um, and, uh, and, and so just really, really love what we do and, and really love, you know, the results that we're seeing every day for our clients. I'm going to throw you a couple softballs here, mainly because I want to hear your answer to them. Uh, but do you believe that it is more or less expensive today to connect with your ideal clients? In, in ter- and now if, if someone is just doing standard sales approaches, like the old yeah. school, like just the cold calling or whatever. Yeah. I, 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 th- because of this, honestly, man, I think it's, I think it's cheaper today than it ever has been. Well, yeah, because they have your secret sauce, yeah. but <laughs> let's assume that they don't have your secret yeah. sauce. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know what you know, James. Yeah. I mean, I, then I think it's, an, if you're, if, if you're not using this approach, then it's outlandishly expensive because it doesn't work anymore, which means yeah. you've got to, you've got to pour an enormous amount of volume in it. And so if you're, if, you know, 20 years ago, you could, you could call 50 people and get a sales appointment. Now you've probably got to call a thousand people before you can get that same appointment. Yeah. I got I don't know that anecdotally and I'm sure. Right. Where does this resist it? Where's the resistance coming from? Um, I, I think, I, I think because it's so easy now to connect with everybody We're yeah. we're all being inundated with people trying to sell us something. Yep. And so 
we have our have our guards up and we immediately tune out anything that smells like somebody trying to sell me something. And so I, I think that's where the resistance is. And I think that's why it's so freaking hard to get people's attention. But by using the approach I just shared with you, it's like you're sh- when you flip the table and say, hey, I want to make you look like the hero, yes. you're, you're stroking their ego and you're actually doing something that's valuable to them by featuring them in the media. And, and I just think every company needs to think of themselves as a media company first, mm-hmm. then what they do. Now, I can't take credit for that. Gary, pre- Gary Vaynerchuk preaches that all the time. But like, if you th- like, I, I don't think of Sweetfish Media as a podcast agency first. I think of us as a media entity. So we have yeah. our own podcast, B2B Growth. You know, we get you know, 80 to 90,000 downloads a month on our show. And because we are a media company, we now have leverage. So I can go to any CMO, any VP of marketing. Those are my buyers. And I can say, hey, we want to feature you on our show. Uh, are you interested? And more often than not, they are because we have the leverage. We, have, we, can, we can expose them to our audience, which is going to benefit them personally. And it's going yeah. to benefit the business that they're working for. So, so obviously with as much content that's being created, let me share with you an, an, an observation that I've made. Yeah. And I'm sure you've got insight on this. In the old days, and by say old days, like four or five years ago, I feel like I could go to a one-page website and it would be one of those sales web pages that was like a million miles long. And it, it would be, and, and I feel like, and well, I know there were purchases I would make and I would spend all my time on just that one page. I'd get to the bottom mm-hmm. and it'd say, and it's $59. And they would have done an mm-hmm. effective job of selling me. And I'd get to the bottom and I'd say, okay, and put in my credit card number. And I think yeah. that would be good enough. I believe that those days are over. You can no longer, I mean, you might be able to get some people, but the conversion rate as I believe has gone through the, yeah. it's gone in the toilet uh, because yeah. Yeah. people expect, like before I buy, I am going to, have they done any podcast interviews? Have they, can I watch mm-hmm. anything about them on YouTube? I mean, we're in an age of, of YouTube and podcasts where I want to feel like, before I give you my money or we enter into a relationship of any kind, like I want to know what people are saying about you. I want to get to know you before we do business. Yeah. Yep. I totally, I totally agree. I think the ability to have a virtual relationship with, with anyone through the content that they put out um, makes it, makes it a standard expectation that if, if, I, I'm not going to do business with somebody that's that's a ghost online and yeah, and, and doesn't seem to have any like indication of knowing what they're talking about. Like, and, unless maybe I've been referred to them by someone else who has already experienced what they do. I think oh yeah, right. There's there's definitely a, a, I think I think the referral will is is always so powerful, and I actually think that we should be doing more in our businesses to reverse engineer how do we get those referrals. Mm. Um, and and I think uh, I, I think you can again do that through this content based networking concept. But I agree. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying though for sure. You know, um, according to the American Market, it just kind of put some numbers behind this. According to the American Marketing Association, that the average consumer is now exposed to up to ten thousand brand messages a day. That's insane. That's 
That's how much we're being sold to. Yeah, I heard that the other. I, I've, I feel like I've I heard that a few weeks ago too, yeah. and it's just like it's unreal, but it's so true. Like, <laughs> I I, th- I think of like as as un as crazy as that number feels, I can believe it. Yeah, you know, I've uh, I've participated in um, some Tony Robbins events, and I got to speak um, to his business mastery group one time, and I know one thing uh, that that Tony will talk about is you know, what drives us mm-hmm. and significance is one of those big drivers. Like we all want to feel like, you know, what we do matters. And uh, like, I think everybody wants to be celebrated for what they do. Mm-hmm. And so I think what you're talking about really plays into that, right? Yeah, it, 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 it's exactly what it is. I mean, regardless of whether, you know, we, we've got a lot of downloads on our show. Um, yeah. And so we, we can leverage that, obviously. Uh, but even for someone that has a smaller listenership, it, the, way you, the way you can communicate the value of, of the interview is to say, hey, uh, if they ask, you know, well, well how big is your audience and, and your audience is smaller, you know, let them know like, hey, you can, you can use this as a piece of third-party verification yeah. that you are an expert because it's not your company putting out the content. It's, it's our media brand putting out the content, which essentially validates your expertise. So when you share it on LinkedIn, your, your following there is, is going to see you as an expert because it's got this third party stamp of approval. So there, if they don't already see it that way, we deal with marketers. And so marketers already kind of think that way. Yeah. Depending on, you know, if you're going after, you know, industrial executives or you're going after, you know, senior living healthcare folks, it mm-hmm. might be different. You may, you may have to change the type of content. I've got one of, uh, one of the businesses that I own that uh, I don't actively run it, but one of the content pieces that we did, it was a, it was a scholarship. And so we partnered with, uh, coaches and uh, athletic directors wow. in, all over the state of Texas. And by collaborating with them to say, hey, we want you to nominate two of your student athletes for this scholarship that we're giving away, we were able to build relationships with every single athletic director in, in the state of Texas. Not all of them nominated, mm-hmm. but they all heard from us. And we came to them with something that was value first. It was, hey, we want to give your students a chance to oh, win a scholarship. And so, I, I, so it, it's, there's content based networking can look a, a bunch of different ways, whether it's podcast interviews, whether it's writing blog posts based on an interview with somebody, whether it's doing scholarships or maybe you put together an awards, you know, a virtual award ceremony in your industry and, and you kind of, you can come up with who's the winner of, you know, each category, but that again, positions you as an authority in the space and that allows you to build one-to-one relationships with the people that you want to build relationships with. So I, I just think it can be, I, I think it could be leveraged in a ton of different ways. You know, when you and I were getting out of our unmarked vehicles uh, up <laughs> above and we were coming down into the lair, uh, we were talking about, um, you know, you, you just mentioned something about, you know, when you, I may not have a big podcast, However, when we produce this, we're not, you're not coming on my show necessarily for the visibility, but there's an authority component to it. Now you have this amazing piece of content um, because you were interviewed on my very small podcast. Um, And so again, I'm talking as um, your client now working with, we're getting really meta here. I feel like there's so (laughs) many layers of the onion here. Um, 
but you know, so they then offer um, this piece, and and I think that you know, I say this all the time is, you know, that the, the media, the, the authority component to what you do is so much more valuable generally than the visibility component. Visibility is yeah. good. You get people on top of your funnel, but those people are just getting to know you, but the people yeah. already know, like, they're already in your sales funnel and maybe yeah. they just need a little something extra to really push them over the edge, right? They're already deeper in the relationship. And so by giving them, this uh, this podcast that that yeah. you guys have helped facilitate, you know, your clients are able to really provide something very valuable yeah. Yeah. Um, that their customer um, can can use. And and, yeah. and again, it just yeah. uh, I'm kind of talking a little bit in circles here. Um, no, but, but there's there's a lot of different benefits to it, and I and I think the way that you look at the content value of it, like the content that gets created from the interview, has you know, insane amount of value, both from a sales enablement perspective, if you're equipping your sales reps with this content where your CEO has been, you know, is, is, is featured as, uh, you know, the host of the, this industry podcast, uh, but then the one-to-one relationships that the CEO is building, if the CEO is the host of the show, uh, the one-to-one relationships that he's, he or she is building with each of the guests that he, that he features on, on his podcast is yeah. one thing. But then, so that's like very top of the funnel. You're, you're building these initial relationships. But then as your sales team are actively working, you know, their accounts, this content that you've created now establishes that same CEO that's the host of this show as an authority in the industry that they can now drip really quality content that yeah. didn't come from the CEO's brain. It came from all of his guests' brains. Yes, right. And, and because his guests are very targeted, they're, they're executives that he wants to connect with because they could be potential buyers. What they want to talk about is probably going to be relevant to other people that that look like them. So if he's talking to operations executives because it's a software company that sells into, you know, operations departments uh, and, and he's talking to a bunch of COOs all day, well, that content that he's extracting from all those COOs is going to be hyper relevant to other COOs. Mm. So not only is he building the one-to-one relationship with, with the COO of, you know, XYZ Corp that could be a phenomenal customer and, and in a B2B setting could be, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue just based on that single relationship. But also now that content is being spread through his sales team organically the show is growing and and picking up steam on its own independent of the sales teams you know showing those episodes to their leads uh, and and the and the relationships that they're trying to nurture so there's there's this it's kind of this two-headed monster in the sense of you've got phenomenal content coming out of it that builds authority but then you've also got the one-to-one relationships and in a b2b setting one single relationship can literally change the game for your entire business um, and, and so that's, that's why I love it so much. If, if my goal, um, obviously with this project that I'm working on right now, it's, you know, revolves around becoming an influencer, increasing your authority. How does starting a podcast help you to become, to increase your authority and to, and to, to really grow your brand and your respect within your space? Yeah, I think, I think the reason it does, I'll, I'll tell you how I built my authority in, in B2B marketing because I knew nothing about huh. B2B marketing, but I knew that B2B marketers were the best people to buy 
our service, our podcasting service. And so I was like, okay, well, I don't, I've never, I've never been a VP of marketing somewhere. I don't, I don't know what B2B marketers think about all day. Um, so I'm just going to go interview a bunch of them yeah. and I'm going to, I'm going to tell them like, Hey, the show's about B2B marketing. Uh, is there a particular topic that you'd want to cover? Well, because I'm asking the VP of marketing at a 400 person company to tell me what they want to talk about and, and I'm coaching them to be specific and granular, they're going to come up with something that it's probably a challenge they just solved or, yeah. you know, they're a, a strategy that they're working on implementing. And so I ended up getting these golden insights that I never would have gotten because I haven't been in their shoes. I don't know what it's like to be the VP of marketing, but I know I sell to VPs of marketing. And so all I had to do was go and interview them. And with each interview I did, we've now got almost 800 episodes of our show live. Now I've become an expert because I've talked to so many of them. Like you can't not become an expert talking to 800 VPs of marketing or CMOs because just by proxy of doing these interviews, you, you, you build that authority. So now I actually know what I'm talking about in terms <laughs> When I talk about account-based marketing or marketing automation or marketing attribution or, you know, lead scoring, like I, I didn't know what any of that stuff meant like yeah. three years ago, but I started this podcast. I started interviewing my ideal buyers about what they wanted to talk about. Amazing. Keep in mind, Josh, I, did, I didn't start the B2B podcast show. And that's what so many people want to do. They want to build a podcast around their own expertise. And that's, I don't think the smart move, you want to build your podcast around your buyer's expertise. Yeah. Even if, even if it's not your expertise, if it's your buyer, then they're going to drive the content, which is ultimately going to make the show relevant to the people you want to connect with. Had I started the B2B podcast show, nobody would be listening to our podcast because nobody cares about B2B podcasting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what I do, not what they yeah. do. So, so because I made it, I, because we call it B2B growth, it now positions me to talk to B2B marketers about what B2B marketers have expertise in. Mm -hmm. And now 800 episodes in, the conversations are much richer because, because my co-host Logan and myself, we know a lot more about B2B marketing now, so we can have much more intelligent conversations with them. Uh, but the content is still gold to anyone in B2B marketing because we're talking to practitioners. We're not... Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not just talking about our own expertise. And so that's, uh, that's, that's, that's how I think about it. Uh, look, um, I, I know I, we got to get you out of here. Um, matter of fact, I hear some commotion up above. Um, is that a helicopter so, up there? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know who that is. It could be security. Um, hopefully it's not a spy because uh, we don't like spies. Nope. Um, and uh, let me tell you, spies of the world, you listen to me. You are <laughs> never, ever, ever... It, it, just in case they are bugging you, I know they're not, but I want you to know if you're a spy, you know, I, I, I tell spies this frequently, you will never track me down and you will never be able to record me without my knowledge. Um, yes. um, hey, you know what I'd love to do is, um, dude, let's get together again because um, you are uh, incredible on LinkedIn. And I think in terms of like, you know, growing authority and influence, I'd really love to chat with you. Like just, I have a whole separate conversation about like how you dominate LinkedIn yeah. so amazingly. Yeah. And LinkedIn, like LinkedIn's a platform, like we are so sold on it. Like that's, that's what we do like 80% of our client acquisition right yeah. now. It is absolutely amazing. And you do things a little bit different than we do. And I would really, really love to kind of capture that. Absolutely, man. Learn absolutely. If we, can, awesome. if we can get out of here without any, without, without any spies kidnapping us, then uh, we'll definitely. Yeah, yeah, we better, we, we better be on our way. <laughs> 
Okay guys, that's all I got this time around. I'm, I'm gonna be sending more out to you guys on the internet as I can get it, as, I, as Josh does more interviews. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast and, and don't tell Josh what I'm doing. If you know Josh, don't tell Josh. Don't rat me out, okay? Um, but, uh, but in the meanwhile, if you want to spy on Josh too, he's got a website, upmyinfluence.com. And, and you can you can spy on him there too because because he's posting these things for real you, you guys are getting like weeks before him so so again don't tell Josh pot hacker out.